Welcome to Think Big with Dan and Kasim. Join host Dan Melnick and Kasim Masood as they explore big ideas, limitless possibilities, and engage with visionaries, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders who dare to dream big, get inspired, motivated, and find practical tips for personal growth. Think big, dream bigger, and ignite your potential. I guess I can kind of start talking about where I started, where I came from. Um, so my parents, uh, my mom was an interior designer for residential and my dad was a pilot growing up. Um, he then went into the brokerage side of things um, about 30 years ago, I'd say. He was, yeah, about 30 years ago now. Um, and so I grew up in the aviation industry and design world. And when I was in college, I went to Texas A&M and I did architecture and design there. And my junior year of college, I decided I want to design the interiors of airplanes. So that was a very niche dream. Um, and so people were kind of like, that's really weird. I don't know how you're going to do that. How are you going to get into that? Um, I got very blessed. And right out of college, I worked for a major completion center over at Alliance Airport. And we did head of state airplanes and VVIP wide bodies. So I worked on 747s, uh, 777s, 787s, and essentially they'd bring the planes in, we'd gut them, and we'd completely redo them. And they would be like mansions, flying mansions. It was an incredible experience. Um, we got to work on some really big head of state programs with some really prominent people. Loved that. Um, ended up leaving there and going into carpet sales for aviation only. Um, so I worked with designers and would help design these custom luxury silk carpets that would go in the airplanes. Um, and so I started really falling in love with the sales side of things. And um, that's where my dad, who owns our company, Dallas Jet International, um, he was like, would you like to come join the team? And uh, coming out of college, I could have easily gone straight into doing that. But it was very important for me. Um, to make a name for myself. Um, I didn't want to just be Brad Harris's daughter. Um, I wanted mm -hmm. to be Lauren Harris in the aviation industry um, as my my own entity. Um, so I worked really hard to build up a reputation on the design side of things and then the sales side of things and was able to merge that together. Um, so now I'm the executive uh, sales director at Dallas Jet International and aircraft designer. Um, so I get to kind of do best of both worlds. It's my dream job. Um, we buy and sell private aircraft, aircraft and um, for corporate and personal use. And then I also do the interior and exterior refurbishments. So um, it's mm. definitely a dream. I get to, you know, go on these airplanes with people. And, you know, a lot of times they don't understand all the intricacies of buying an airplane. And so with my design background, I'm able to walk into the airplane with them. And if it's got good bones, so it's got good engines, it's on a program, you know, the avionics are upgraded, but the interior and the exterior is outdated. Then I come in with my materials and I say, hey, look what we can make this. Let me show you this leather color. Let me show you this plating color. Let's see how we can envision and make this interior custom to you so that you're getting a great airplane with great bones and the interior that you want. And when you're ready to go and sell it and a couple years when you want to upgrade, you're getting one to two million dollars added value to your aircraft for having that updated interior exterior. So really cool. So what was the biggest challenge you had when you were coming from the outside and then joining back into your family business? Um, I think the biggest challenge is definitely keeping it work and personal. 
Um, when I walk into the office, my dad is not my dad. My dad is my boss. And um, I respect that. We respect that relationship. We keep it like that. And then when we have Sunday family dinners, he's my dad. And we let go of that. We'll still talk about work. Um, but my stepbrother's actually in the industry as well. Um, so it's kind of starting to become this family thing. So when we get together, we just love to talk about aviation. But I think the biggest challenge coming into it um, was definitely keeping those boundaries of you're my boss here, you're my dad here, let's not mix that. Um, so it's been really successful. And it's, you know, he's, we just got named top 10 brokers in the world and uh, top five in the US. And so um, my dad is very well known in this industry. He's a great mentor. And it's just been an honor to be able to come and work under him. So great. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really cool. So how do you differentiate your business from uh, the others in the market? If you have competitors, or, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. So there are a lot of brokers out there. And for me, reputation is a very big thing in the aviation industry. It's small. Um, mm -hmm. and you want to keep those relationships strong because that's what helps me be successful. Um, so I think differentiating, you never want to step on another broker's toes. So if somebody, it's very hard for us as brokers coming into this world, because it's kind of looking for a needle in a haystack. You're, mm -hmm. you're going to the very top 1% of the world that has the money and the wealth to be able to buy something like this. But then you're having to go further into the haystack and find the person that does not have representation already because you never want to come. You know, it's not like we're all selling the same thing and we can come in and try to take people away and, you know, beat competition. It's very much structuring your own area, your own territory. Um, there's no with Dallas Jet, there's no specific you get North Texas, you get South Texas, there's no territories. We're kind of just, we have our own business within Dallas Jet and we're able to mold that business into how we wanna operate and how we wanna be different um, from other brokers and how they approach um, new clients. So in this, whole, in this whole scenario, how do you measure the success for your business? Um, that's difficult. So I actually just started, I uh, got into a CRM um, because I'm constantly getting calls every day of, Hey, mm -hmm. you know, I want an airplane. I want it now. And <laughs> that's not how <laughs> this works. Um, yeah. I typically go in and I say, I have a questionnaire. If they want an airplane, I'm like, I need you to answer these seven questions for me. And basically it's just, where do you want to go? How many people are you going with? Um, what's the mission of your aircraft? Are you going to use it for personal use? Are you going to use it for corporate use? Um, kind of understanding what their mission is. And then I'll go from that into, okay, let's look at three different aircraft that would fit this mission. And so I take the top three aircraft that I think would fit this mission and I do a cost comparison for them. And so people have to understand with an aircraft, there's a purchase price and there's a cost to operate it. So you have fixed and variable costs that go with operating it annually. And so I'll put that all into a, um, a system that we have and I'll break it down and I'll say, okay, let's look at a G4SP, a G5, and a Falcon 2000, just throwing that out there. And so I'll compare all three of them, their cost, their range, how many people they hold, how far they, you know, how far they can go, their max takeoff weight, all of the information that they need to know to then tell me, hey, I'd like to go after a G4. So then I take that and I dive into the G4 market. And I understand what's on the market, what's coming to the market, and 
with my relationships, I'm able to call people and say, Hey, do you have this? Do you have a G4 coming? Do you have somebody that may be interested in selling, but it's not on the market? And so that really gives a benefit to people is having Dallas Jet having the relationships with other people in the industry. Um, and then I'll typically find my top three um, on the market and I will send that to my customer and say, here are the top three I think you know we should go after. Which one is your favorite? And we'll go and we'll look at it. We'll get on the aircraft. If it's got good bones, but about interior, I bring my materials. We talk about how to do that. And so getting through that process and then having a CRM to manage all of the success and manage, okay, this is working. This isn't working. Who else do I need to reach out to? Because it gets very overwhelming. Right now I've got a listing for a citation one, a CJ one, and then I've got People ask me for a CJ2, a C90, which is a King Air. Then I've got somebody asking me for a turboprop. And then I have somebody asking me for a G200. So each one of these aircraft have different engines, have different programs, have you know different brokers that are representing them, different issues. So it's really, it's that's a very good question. Managing the success is probably one of the hardest things is just and you have to take the successes for the successes. You have to live in the positive and live in the negative and not allow the negative to take away from the positive. Cool. So I think um, one question was missing from your questionnaire and uh, it could be like, if you are going to use this plane for the war. <laughs> That's Just kidding. <laughs> That's a good one. I might have to add that to my, that's my eighth question. <laughs> yeah. So by the way, this, this whole scenario, I believe uh, in this whole scenario, there will be a big role of technology, but precisely, uh, can you tell us like how technology is helping you maybe in getting leads or maybe advertising yeah. something or portraying yourself, your business somewhere? Right. So I have really started to dive into the Instagram platform. Um, I've got, a, I've started about a year ago. I've got a little over 500 uh, followers right now, which isn't mm -hmm. as much as I would like, but it's, it's very important. Things are starting to move towards social media. And I really truly believe that in the next couple of years, eventually we're going to move away from emailing and, you know, texting and it's going to go to all social media and it's just i'm getting you know i'll post something and people will reach out to me on instagram hey can you give me a little bit more education hey i'm looking for an aircraft for my family we've got the money coming in can you kind of guide me through this i've gotten three actual deals from instagram in the last year um but i think social media technology wise i think the crm is a great thing for brokers to use just to be able to track their success and manage their every day because it can, as a broker in at Dallas Jet specifically, you're your own boss. You eat what you kill. Um, we are commission only. We do not have salary. So it is a constant hunt of finding new clients, finding deals. And for me, it, none of it is about the money. For me, it's about helping people understand be educated and feel confident in the decision of, of buying an airplane that's a huge decision to be like hey i want to buy an airplane and operate it every year okay well let me help you understand what that's going to look like let me show you what hangar space is going to look like and pilots and 
you know, having to get your whole team together. Um, but technology, I think, is very advanced and it is very important to be in the know with technology to be able to be successful. So have you ever thought about uh, adding AI, uh, artificial intelligence in your processes, in your system somewhere? I actually, I'm very unfamiliar with the AI world. Um, <laughs> but my, uh, my fiance is very much into it and understands it. And um, he's a little younger than me. Um, so he's more in the know with that kind of stuff. But I'm very interested uh -huh. in learning more and becoming more educated in the AI world because it is definitely beneficial. And I think it's, it's going to add a lot of benefit to our industry in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. So what would you say is your top priority for your business in the next three to six months? My top goal would be to continue to get my name out there and help people understand that I'm not only a broker, I'm a designer. So I'm a two-in-one, and that is a very niche thing in our market right now. Um, a lot of brokers come from a pilot background, which is, um, that's great because they understand the engines and the avionics, and they've flown these airplanes so they can speak to the pilots, but I'm more of the design and the creative side, and I'm able to show them and help them envision what their design could look like. So I would say my goal in the next three to six months is definitely to get at least five aircraft deals um, in the next three to five months, whether that be listings, whether that be acquisitions. Um, the market is starting to lean more towards acquisitions currently. Um, you know, I'm telling my customers we're seeing an uptick in inventory and a drop in pricing. Um, so it's really good for buyers right now um, to come in and buy an aircraft because there are more options to choose from. When I started a year ago, for example, the Falcon 2000, and there was nothing on the market. You had to go to owners and beg them to please. My, my client wants a Falcon 2000. Now there's... Uh, I think 18 to 20 on the market. Um, so buyers have a lot more options. They're able to look through, you know, different programs, different configurations and kind of narrow it down to what they want. On the selling side, I'm telling my sellers it's best to sell right now because prices are dropping and you don't want to lose the value on your aircraft because you might've bought it at a certain price and now things are starting to drop. And so if you wanna get the best price for your airplane, it's to sell right now. But I think overall, the major goal is to just be successful, continue to make a name for myself and um, and grow the business and be help my clients have the best experience possible when buying or selling an airplane and redesigning. So what would you say is the benefit of buying versus renting? I mean, like how much does one have to fly or travel to make it worth buying a plane like as opposed to renting one? Right. So I, I, that's where I do the cost comparisons. So it helps people understand, okay, let me get my finances together. Let me see how much I pay American in commercial flights. Let me see how much I pay charter companies to charter to Cabo and back. And they're able to compare it to what they're paying for either commercial flights or charter flights. And if it offsets and they're like, what I'm, I could buy this. And it, and then a lot of businesses will look at that, you know, corporate travel, they've got all their C-suite people flying multiple times a week. Um, and it just, those commercial flights just start to add up and they're millions of dollars in corporate travel. And it's like, why wouldn't we get a six seater or an eight seater 
for $5 million and fly our whole C-suite around wherever they need to go. They're the biggest thing I would say the aviation, private aviation can bring you that nothing else can bring you is time. And it is the most priceless thing. You cannot buy it. You cannot nothing. But with private aviation, you are saving your clients significant amount of time with, you know, travel delays. They're able to call and say, I want to go to Telluride in two weeks. Their pilot managed the management company, the pilot. We'll get all of that together. We'll set it all up. They'll drive up to the runway, get on their plane and fly. There's no TSA. There's no waiting in long lines. There's no flight itinerary changes last minute. It just, it saves people priceless time. That's great. So uh, when we talk about the interior, like you are more towards uh, designing the interior. So what I felt, I'm not, uh, I, don't, I don't know a lot about it, but what I felt like there must be some, problems of space so how do you optimize the use of space inside the aircraft well one thing i love to use is mirrors actually um sometimes on the bulkhead if you add a mirror material sometimes that can be plating sometimes that could be an actual they have aviation glass which is a company that does glass for for airplanes and mm -hmm. that kind of on smaller airplanes i actually just did a citation xls plus and it had mirrors on the back bulkhead, which made the entire cabin look larger. Um, I'll use, typically I'll try to use lighter materials on the sidewalls and the headliners to make it look more spacious when that natural light mm -hmm. comes in. Um, and sometimes we'll reconfigure the, the seating arrangement. You know, we'll make it a club where there's, you know, a conference table here. And if they want to sleep, you know, in the back, we'll put a bulkhead in between the two sections of the airplane so they can go in the back and rest if they would like to. But that takes a lot more time because you're having to go into engineering and you're having to restructure and get STCs and work with DERs and make sure that the FAA certifies it, it gets approved before. So there's a lengthier time if you want to reconfigure. Um, on this XLS Plus, the guy just wanted his carpet, his seats, um, his sidewalls, the plating, and then the exterior redone. And so I was able to come in in six weeks. And my specialty is when you go to service centers, um, you're in line. Like you have a slot, but you're in line and you have to wait your turn for the designer to reach out to you and say, okay, it's your turn. Bringing me in on the forefront, you get a more customized and personalized experience. I come in at the beginning, we talk about materials, we get those materials ordered and to the facility so that when they're ready to start the work, the materials are already there. I can come do a visual inspection, get things working. Where's your plane based? If it's in Fort Worth, like my XLS Plus was, we did everything. My partner and I did everything in Fort Worth. The plane did not have to move. So we had the paint shop bring it in. We had the interior shop come take the interior out while they painted the exterior. And then they finished the interior at the shop, drove it back over to the plane, installed it, and the plane was ready to go in six weeks. Um, but you're right, space and weight. Weight savings is another really big thing um, that we really focused on when I was working on wide bodies, you know, with your 747s and your, we worked with, you know, royal fleets. And so they want gold and they want diamonds and they want silk and they want heavy materials. So having to engineer and figure out ways to give them what they want, but also add weight savings by 
maybe hydro dipping instead of using actual wood or veneer. Um, there's just different options with weight and space that you can really ultimately make it look a lot more spacious than it actually is. Okay, got it, got it. So as a user, if I like, like if it's, I say you have to uh, design the interior of a plane, like how user gives you the requirement and or what is the better way to give the requirements and what's the process from your side like how you demonstrate them like it will be looking like this there will be like sears in this way like i just want to know how you make them visualize how my plane will look like right so we'll start with materials so we'll go in they'll i'll have them send me inspiration photos what do you want your plane to look like? I'll go to their home. Typically, if they want to have a design meeting, I want to meet at their home so that I can understand their decor and their style and how their home looks. Um, mm -hmm. And so that helps me kind of understand from the get-go what their style is. Um, then I'll come in with the materials that I choose and I'll have carpet and leather and plating and I'll lay it all out. And we'll go through three different schemes. And then when they pick a scheme, we'll go in and render that scheme. So I have a, we have a rendering team that will render out what it will look like. And then they say, okay, love that. Here's an interior rendering. Here's an exterior rendering. Check, check, love it, approved. So then we take that, we order the materials, we, we get the paint shop ready, we get it to paint, and then we start the process. Um, but it's very important to understand what they want and what their style is because they can get very offended if you if they have a certain style and you come in with black veneer and you know shiny platinum plating and they're like you don't even know what you're doing so it's very important to know their style and have good palettes going into your meeting awesome so how do you find like the best material for the planes that you're working with i with my background in design i have a lot of friends that are vendors um and i've just created really great relationships with those so i've got a couple carpet vendors i work with couple leather vendors i work with and then i really just based on where the aircraft is and who's closer um that's kind of who i'll go with um but you know one thing you have to keep in mind is all the materials have to be fire retardant so they have to be non-flammable because you can't have a material up in the air that just yeah. you know burns into flames and something happens and so every material that we choose we have to get sent out for flame treatment and sometimes that flame treatment can alter the material so it's very important to get your materials flame treated and then have your customer see and feel what it's going to look like after it is flame treated if it needs flame treatment um, some materials in aviation good to go they're already you know flame treated and you don't have to worry about it but if the customer wants something really specific you might have to go and do some flame testing and just make sure that it'll work. And then once they see, okay, all of this fur that I want on my couch is going to singe, I don't want to do that anymore. So um, it's really just educating and helping them understand um, the rules and regulations, but that we can still make something extremely beautiful um, with aviation grade materials. That's cool. So if we're going to have this conversation again in one year from now, where do you expect things to go for your business? Wow, that's a really good question. Um, 
I'm in the process of joining a couple boards currently. So the Women in Aviation Board, um, the NTBAA uh, Board, which is the North Texas Business Aviation Association, they kind of branch off of NBAA. Um, I am an NBAA Yo Pro. Um, so we get to go to Capitol Hill and um, advocate for the aviation industry and help educate um, the government on, you know, the FAA and regulations and why they're important. Um, so it's it's a real honor, I think, continuing to be part of the board, getting um, continuing getting educated. I'm actually going to the sales course in uh, in September here in Dallas, and you know, I just really hope that I've created a good base of clientele um, that trusts me. Brokerages is a lot about word of mouth. It's hey, work with Lauren Harris, and that's really how my dad has gone above and beyond. Is Hey, call Brad Harris, call Brad Harris, you know, and so it's, it's doing deals, doing them well, creating relationships, all of my clients are family to me, you know, when once we get a deal done, it's not like, good luck, have fun. It's your part of my family now. And I want to make sure that you're taken care of from the time you get your plane until you're ready to come back. And if you typically a lot of people get in a smaller plane that they start out with, and then in two, three years, they're like, I want to upgrade. I love this. You know, I'm adding more to my family or at, we're going to travel with more people. Let's upgrade. And then they come back to me because they had such a good experience on the first time. Um, so I see myself having a very solid client base with um, the interior design side of things really growing and being successful as well. Awesome. So if somebody wanted to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to find you? If you can check your website or your email, the best way to contact you. I would probably say my Instagram um, it's Lauren Dallas or Lauren underscore Dallas Jet um, on Instagram, and uh, I'm constantly on there asking, you know, questions, posting educational content. Um, I do a spotlight every Friday on different aircraft and the highlights on each aircraft, um, just to help educate people. And um, so I think that my email is Lauren at DallasJet.com. It's pretty easy. So if you ever need to reach out, that's uh, another avenue that you can get a hold of me. Sounds good. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for your time. We're rooting for you and wishing you the best of luck. Hopefully in a year from now, we can chat again. You'll have even more business. Awesome, guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Lauren. Bye. Bye. Bye.